0: You're listening to a Do What Moves You production.
1: We want to develop more of the events, our own events too, that give people once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So the sort of destinations you would only go to once in your life. But you can run a marathon there, then you can experience culture and engage with the local community. One of the big things about what we do in sports travel is that people are short of time as much as you know, have the money to spend on trips, yeah? And you know, you want to get the most out of your free time, if you can. So I think we help people with making the most of that. Because if you're a runner you want to run regularly. If you're a cyclist, you want to cycle regularly and we're kind of helping people do that but also making the dreams come true at the same
0: time that was brendan fox this is marnie salop thanks for tuning into my podcast marnie on the move each week i will be inviting interesting innovative And showcase their expertise and story hello welcome and welcome back to the marnie on the move podcast i'm your host marnie salop today on the podcast I sync up with Brendan Pox, the Managing Director for Destination Sport Experiences, Marathon Tours and Travel, Sportive Breaks, and try Travel. We recorded the conversation back in November at the TCS New York City Marathon 2023 Expo at the Javits. So there's a little background noise. However, this conversation is so good. It is super inspiring and fun. I guarantee you'll be planning your next racecation before it's over i know i am destination sport experiences caters to those who want to participate in the very best cycling running and triathlon events around the globe they offer tours travel packages vip access and spectating and guaranteed entries to marathons like tcs new york city marathon bmw berlin marathon or schneider electric paris marathon in addition they offer experiences at world-famous cycling events and courses like Atape de Tour and long-distance triathlons worldwide, including Challenge Raw. Plus, they offer VIP hospitality and spectator access to many of the top professional cycling events. Think Tour de France. Destination Sport Experiences is partnered with many of the Abbott World Marathon majors and works closely with major sports events organizers around the globe. They are part of one of the UK's largest travel organizations, Portman Travel Group. The Destination Sport Experiences team are also avid, passionate runners, cyclists, and triathletes, so they get it. They understand the needs of everyday athletes. During our conversation, Brendan and I talk about the origins of Destination Sport Experiences, how the company began, and how it has grown and evolved. He shares the many benefits of traveling and racing with them, from race recon, on course nutrition and hydration, race day transportation, in all of their VIP packages, and how they take athletes beyond the race experience and immerse them in the culture, restaurants, exploring and sightseeing of every destination. We discuss race travel, time difference, acclimating, how early to arrive, and I get some logistics insight on my upcoming marathon, the Paris Marathon, this April. We also talk about the company's iconic, world-renowned Seven Continents Club and the once-in-a-lifetime opportunities they offer runners to race in destinations across the seven continents. You can do one or you can do them all. Antarctica, Cape Town Marathon, Sydney, which might be a major, Marrakesh, Tokyo, and more. We chat about the importance and economic development associated with tourism and race travel and the helpful impact it has economically in these local communities and destinations. Brendan shares his personal journey into the travel and tourism business and his favorite travel destination. We also talk about his passion for cycling, how he got into it, and his recent trip to Tenerife, where some of the most famous professional cyclists have lived and trained. We also talk about this year's Etap de Tour, beginning in Nice and climbing up into the mountains. And don't think that I am not adding this to my bucket list. One thing we didn't chat about that Destination Sport Experiences just announced is that they have launched training camps at seven top sports resorts around the globe, perfect for a family holiday, a group trip for a running, cycling, or tri-club, or just a solo adventure. These training camps will be taking place at world-class sports resorts in Majorca, Sardinia, Slovakia, Tenerife, Thailand, and Turkey, and have been handpicked by the team, offering the best facilities for an active holiday. And for runners, all my runners out there, there is the England Athletics Spring Training Camp, set on the Portuguese coast, hosted by top coaches from England athletics. Athletes can either put together their own training schedules or destination sport experiences will create a bespoke long weekend or week long program that can include coaching, guided rides and runs and other sports depending on the resort. I don't know about you, but I am definitely feeling a travel vibe for 2024. I can't imagine anything more awesome than arriving in one of these cool destinations and having a guided bike ride or run and then discovering new places, sightseeing, and all the cool stuff that comes along with these trips. All right, now, on to my conversation with Brendan. Hi, guys. We are here today with Brendan Fox from Destination Sport Experiences, and he is going to dial us in to this incredibly awesome company. If you like to travel, you like to run, cycle, do triathlon, this is the company you need to be dialed into. Brendan, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, Marnie. Nice to meet you. Tell
0: me about Destination Sport Experiences and where it began and when you got involved.
1: Yeah, so Destination Sport Experiences started in the middle of 2021 and we're actually part of a larger travel group, um, which is Portman Travel Group. And as part of that, we have Destination Sport Group and Destination Sport Group covers a multitude of different sports, soccer, rugby, cricket, we take people to watch formula 1. Right. But I came aboard middle of 21 with a team who'd been at another sports travel company and we've set up a division called Destination Sport Experiences focused on the marathon market, cycling market, triathlon market. Right. We started trade in back end of 21 and then middle of 22, we came together with Marathon Tours and Travel, the world-leading marathon company based in Boston, Massachusetts, that had been founded by Tom Gilligan back in 1979. So as you sit here today at the New York Marathon, it's 45 editions of the New York Marathon that Marathon Tours and Travel have been involved in.
0: Wow, so that's a long time.
1: Absolutely. You started with
0: the New York City Marathon, or were there other races?
1: No that Tom's first trip was to New York, so he had a coach that he took from Boston drove the well, he didn't drive the coach, but he took the coach all the way down to New York, did the marathon. All of the group finished the marathon, but one person ended up in hospital afterwards. But oh. the coach had to leave, okay. So Tom actually went to the hospital, <laughs> took the guy out of the hospital, stuck him on the coach, because otherwise they left without him.
0: Oh my gosh. So
1: And then from there, the business evolved in doing more marathons, so it got, got involved in the London Marathon and then started taking people to other marathons throughout North America and Europe. Right. And then Tom founded the Antarctica Marathon. So basically we, we own and deliver the antarctica marathon every year um so take people down they go on shore just for the duration of the marathon itself there's a time limit for it and you know we have a a no you can't leave anything behind you when you go on shore um you have to be very careful and respectful of the environment there um but through doing that event we've Giving people the opportunity to actually run all seven continents,
0: right? So, we, which is major,
1: exactly. So we have a, a loyalty club that's called the Seven Continents Club, and you don't have to run all seven to be part of it. But right. you know, if you are part of it, then you do have that opportunity to run all seven, which is great.
0: That's really cool. I love that. I I look at running and cycling, and triathlon, but really running and cycling as we used to explore new places which is always you're not even thinking about the running or the cycling it's more about the exploring that's what i think is super cool about your company how does your company work
1: yeah that's right so so basically what we try and do we try and give them more than just the running experience or the cycling experience itself so if you look at say Antarctica, for example, we try and time running the marathon early in the, in the trip, right. such that you're then able to experience more of what happens down there. And, you know, the marathon generally takes place at March. Therefore, you've got a lot of wildlife around. At that time, you can see all sorts of, you know, sea animals, whether it's whales or whatever. There's so many penguins down there. It's amazing so you get all that sort of experience with something like say um the cape town marathon when we go to that again do that marathon the first weekend or so and then we have an extension up into doing safaris the same with sydney with sydney um do that run which is you know hopefully going to become one of the majors in 25 yeah and then we do an extension trip to see the you know more of australia itself so we try and offer more than just the running experience right so
0: people come do the run and then you curate a travel experience for them after they recover from the run exactly do you recommend especially you know i'm in new york or if someone's on the in the northeast or even just like america traveling to australia or somewhere overseas do you recommend to your clients that they come a little bit earlier oh, just yes. to acclimate yeah, yeah, yeah. what's oh, your yeah Yeah,
1: yeah. I, abso, abso, absolutely you know I am um, I flew over from the UK yesterday to here yeah it was an early start I didn't sleep well at all last night yeah so you know if I was running on Sunday I think by Sunday I'd be okay right but if, if, if today was saturday having flown in on friday right i really would be looking forward to tomorrow morning
0: would you stay on london time or would you move to new york time what do you think would be better i
1: think sometimes it's better to stay on your home time yeah but that depends upon how long you're going to go for right right yeah so but that you can always have that best intention and then you get carried away because when you're in a city like new york right you don't really want to go to bed at 6 o'clock in the evening to stay on UK time. You want to be out exploring the sites and seeing what's going on. right? And, you Because know, every city that we go to or every destination that we go to, it's got its own culture. You go to Tokyo. You know, Tokyo is amazing. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the last thing you want to do is just sort of be sticking around the hotel, waiting for the race. I want to go out and explore and do everything.
0: No, I know. I think about that whenever I do, like, destination travel for events and races like how far in advance I want to get there if I want to do course recon things like that and also like acclimate to the time zone so like I'm doing the Paris marathon in April nobody has to twist my arm to go early or stay later (laughs) but I do think that I will probably uh, I was thinking I might stay on New York time until after the race just so I because I like running later you know yeah. so for me i don't know i have to figure it out and do the math but how did you get into the travel business do you love traveling
1: yeah i i, I do actually it it, go, it actually goes back a long time and um about 30 years ago and i was in the golf industry and i, I was actually out in um, a spanish island called tenerife off the north northwest coast of africa and i came back to the uk and was in my old job, and you know, I needed a new challenge at that point, and an opportunity came up—a a UK travel company, a mainstream travel company called Air Tours—and I got into it that way, and then worked for TUI, then worked for My Travel, then worked for another sports travel business. So you know, I've got best part of thirty years of sort of being in the travel industry, yeah. and um, it's just fascinating because you're always learning something new. You really are all the time. And because things change and it opens your mind so much because you've got so many dynamics mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you've got geopolitical issues affecting events. Yes. So, you know, you with everything that's happened in the Middle East at the moment.
0: Yeah. There's extra security.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've seen it over the years with stuff, you know, when the Boston bomb happened. Yeah. What the impact that had? Um, we have a trip planned at the moment for the Jerusalem Marathon next oh. spring, but you know, big question mark really about that. To be yeah. honest, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know you have other issues happening. So we've got a, a trip planned at the moment for the Marrakesh Marathon, right? But there was the earthquake there, right, in September. So. At times there's a bit of a, you want to go and do the trip to support the local community because right. travel brings so much money to a lot of destinations. But then at the same time, you don't want to do something which is inappropriate for the local community too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do feel that we do need to support them as much as we can because they rely on the income right. from tourism. To you know, be able to move their economy forward.
0: It is amazing. You know, I was working uh, during the pandemic with a company that's owned by National Geographic, and they do explore like travel exploration into places only you can get to by boat, and like this kind of tourism, really, whether it's going somewhere to do sports or to like explore places you can only get to that are super remote. You know, those kinds of things are so local that they really do help drive the business and like the broader global economy and awareness of indigenous cultures and just really cool stuff that you wouldn't know about. Yeah. It's it's very amazing. How? What is your favorite place that you've been to that you've visited in all of your travel?
1: Vegas. <laughs> Honestly, I do. I love Vegas.
0: Vegas. What do you do when you go to Vegas? Do you Are you going to shows, restaurants, all of it?
1: So, with Vegas, for me, there's a fascination because of the travel industry. Yes. Yeah, because those huge hotels, mm-hmm. that there's just so much going on in them. But I'll give you a you know, true story. One of my best memories of Vegas is hiring a bike and taking that bike off the Red Rock Canyon and riding around Red Rock Canyon. It was fantastic. And it's, it's so close to Vegas itself yeah. the Strip. But yet, when you're there, you're so far away. Yeah, it really is brilliant.
0: It's amazing. And so, was it a gravel bike, mountain bike, or I was just a road bike. bike?
1: Yeah, a few years ago, you know, you only had the choice of road bike and mountain bike. It's not right. like now you can have whatever you want for gravel e bike, yeah. you know, bike with <laughs> wings.
0: How did you get into cycling? I know you're an avid cyclist because we were talking about that before we started talking about business and. Oh, I, I
1: cycled to school when I was a kid and cycled back. So, it, you know, it, it wasn't far from home to school, but, you know, cycle down in the morning, cycle back at lunchtime, have lunch, go back to school, cycle back. So, cycling's always been something that myself and my brother have done over the years. And then when I, when I was in the golf trade out in Tenerife, I got in, I did a lot more cycling because. I don't know if you remember, that was where like, so Lance Armstrong would go and do his training.
0: Oh, wow. No, I don't remember that, so but I don't always he, know those things. He was
1: one of the first who actually went out there training. And the telecom team also went out there training at the time. And I always remember looking out the window of the golf shop. And on the motorway, there was the telecom team with Barney Rice and Jan Ulrich on the motorway. I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're on the motorway. They should be there. Um but over the years then, Tenerife has actually become a huge place in the winter for the professional cycling teams to go and train.
0: I think I read about this yeah. somewhere. Yes. So,
1: in fact, I've just come back from a week or so there. So I, I was there until Monday this week on are there holiday.
0: Are there no places to stay? Was that – I read an article about somewhere really remote where all this – Pro cyclists are going to train and there's nowhere to stay
1: yeah so basically there's
0: a woman who started a hotel right
1: so basically there's at the top of the mountain or the top where the roads are there's the parador honest, right. and the cycling pro teams like to stay there in the winter, because it's over two thousand meters, right? So they get all the benefits of the rarefied oxygen, right? And then they ride up and down the mountain, so they can do all the training on the sort of roads and the extremes that they would have when they're competing in the Giro d'Italia or the Tour de France in the right. following summer, um, or the Vuelta. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So you know they, they're they're better off staying up there in Tenerife itself, around the coastline. There's Thousands of hotels. And thousands okay, but people best. just want
0: to stay on top of the mountain. The
1: pros want to stay Yeah, for the altitude and yeah, the training.
0: Yeah. So where did you stay?
1: I, I stayed at a fantastic hotel called Hotel Paradise Park down in Los Cristianos. And um, I always stay there. And it takes me about three and a half hours to ride to the top yeah and about 45 minutes coming down and as I'm coming down I'm trying to overtake as many of the higher cars as I possibly can because it's a bit of fun for me yeah I still think I'm 15 but
0: yeah no I mean it's good I that's what I love about cycling it's like you don't have a sense of your age when you're out on the bike though it's just so mentally freeing I love it so how do you decide which bike you're gonna bring on that trip or did you bring a few bikes
1: no, I, I took my I took Nago from home, but then I had a problem the first morning with it and um, couldn't use it. So fortunately, um, the local bike shop there, Bike Point, I was able to get a bike from Christoph there, which was fantastic. He gave me a lovely Scott Addict, which was very, very fast. And yeah. um, as the week went on, I was just riding that harder and harder. On the downhill, <laughs> <laughs> what wheels? Were,
0: what what wheels were you on? Like what kind of th- 30, dimension? There were
1: thirty-two. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And actually, it's funny because I I would normally ride twenty-fives, but it actually just stuck twenty-eights on my Nagle. So then I've just gone from twenty-fives to twenty-eights to thirty-twos. But actually, those thirty-twos were just sticking to the road so well. And, yeah. Um, at no point was that slipping out the back, or I felt like Dover overcooked it on her on one of the hairpins, it was just brilliant.
0: That's amazing. So, so do you organize cycling tours as well?
1: Yeah, so alongside Marathon Tours and Travel, we also have a cycling travel brand called Sportif Brakes. Um, and Sportif Breaks takes people to either watch the big pro races like Giro d'Italia, Tour de France, or the classics, or to participate. Mm. So we, we have entries, in fact, we are the largest travel company for the Atap de Tour, which okay. is the stage of the Tour de France that Joe Public can ride. Okay. So the one in twenty four is a stage from Nice. So it's the it's, it's replicating the second last stage of the Tour de France. It's from Nice into the mountains nearby. It's 138 kilometers. You cover over 4,500 meters, though, in just 138 Is there
0: a drool coming out? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That sounds amazing. You definitely need to do it. That is amazing. Definitely need to do it. So where do you stay?
1: Because of the nature of the route, we've got people staying in Nice near the start. Okay. And then we also have people staying near the finish. Okay. So it means that if you're staying near Nice or in Nice... After you finish, we have to transport you back to your hotel. But then if you're staying near the finish, we would transport you from the, from your hotel in the morning of the tap. You then ride to the finish and then you're nearby your hotel.
0: Got it. It's a climb, right?
1: Yeah. I think there's about four or five decent climbs. So this is why it comes to about four and a half thousand meters, about what, 13,000 foot. Oh, okay. Um, so, right. So I got
0: to get into that meters mindset. Got yeah. it. That's great. And so, and and you do that one stage. And this year, they're not going to be in Paris, the tour.
1: Yeah. You know, so because of all of the disruption caused by the, the Olympics, um, relocating to the final stage in Nice. So, that stage we we're talking about, the tap, the mountain stage. You know, so, that replicates the one which will be on this last Saturday of the three weeks of the tour and then the final day is going to be the time trial.
0: Okay. We're talking happened. about the women's tour, or the men's tour. That's
1: the men's okay, tour. Okay, got and it. Then for the, the women's tour so to the front of like a Swift. Okay. That's going to be starts in Holland and then its final day is actually a climb of Alpe d'Huez which is oh. going to be so exciting.
0: That's going to be yeah, awesome. fantastic. I mean, I've only done that on Swift. Yeah. So this yeah, Alpe to Swift. Yeah.
1: And if you see what, you know, this year's um, Femme's race was so good. It was I'm abs- addicted. amazing.
0: I am determined to go and cover that race. Oh. So I want to broadcast from the tour this summer. I also would like to do one of the rides, though, like one stage. I don't know if I could, but if I got there, I would. That's how my mind works. Like I'm not worried about it now, but 13,000 feet of elevation. <laughs> it's a lot doesn't scare me though
1: well, I think if you do enough training the yeah you be all right you get yourself out in a training camp to Tenerife then yeah you're fine. yeah this <laughs> oh
0: this sounds great I'm gonna quit my job <laughs> wait this is my job yeah so tell me so okay so cycling running and all the marathon tours and then triathlon that's very that's new for you
1: yeah, we, we've always had some interest in triathlon over the years. Yeah. But um, we've recently just agreed a strategic partnership with an Australian company called Tri Travel. Okay. So it's a license agreement where we are now Tri Travel in the US and in the UK. Mm-hmm. So essentially we, you know, do what we do with marathon tours and travel and sportive breaks in terms of we have operating bases in the US and Europe and Australia from Martin Two is also in China, and we bring those customers from all those regions together to okay. go to events. So, for example, with Try Travel, we'll be bringing customers from the US, from the UK, from Australia, from China, and wherever else—South Africa—to the likes of Challenge Roth in yes, July next year. I saw so, that. You know, that's rock. exciting.
0: That's the best. That's like the best challenge race out there. Everyone wants to do that.
1: Yeah, that's and it's, you know, Roth is such an exciting race, and it's got such a great history, and the crowds just come out for that, like, no other race, frankly, you know, Um, and, yeah, it's it's just legendary,
0: frankly. Shout out to our sponsors at Delta G. Delta G is the pioneer of the Oxford Ketone Ester and revolutionary exogenous ketones company, being used by world champion Ironman, Tour de France, Formula One athletes, Olympians, recreational athletes, and longevity-seeking wellness-savvy individuals looking to optimize athletic performance and everyday health. I have been adding Delta-G exogenous ketones to my morning coffee, using it for athletic recovery after hard workouts and in training daily. Ketones are nature's superfuel. When the body is pushed to its limits... We convert stored body fat into ketones for energy that help fuel the brain and the body. Delta G delivers that exact ketone produced naturally in the body called DBHB. With Delta G, you can achieve high levels of circulating blood ketones known as ketosis safely and immediately without having to fast to get to that level. Beyond boosting energy levels and performance, exogenous ketones improve Mental clarity, combat brain fog, and metabolic health, and serve as a fourth macronutrient and fuel for your brain. So you don't exclusively need to use glucose. Delta G was created through a collaboration between the University of Oxford and NIH, with funding from the Department of Defense in 2003, as a way to provide efficient fuel for warfighters. Just two years ago, Delta G became available to the public. Throughout the years, researchers have been able to utilize this technology in various studies, amounting to over 55 published Delta G studies, with 25 more ongoing. It's time to take your health and athletic performance to the next level. Head over to Delta G Ketones and use our code MARNI20. Now, back to our conversation. I love, I love this idea, and I know obviously it's not new, but I love this idea of just you know working with a travel company like yours to go to these races even as like an age grouper you know as an age grouper or just someone who's maybe starting out because just kind of as a triathlete it's so complicated to figure out like where you're going to stay how close it is to the race like if you how many hours you want to travel race morning you know where are you going to eat what's going to be healthy what like all those details and I'm not a travel agent and I find myself you know, we just go to, we we go upstate a lot because we're in New York. So we'll go up to the Finger Lakes and we used to go to New Hampshire. I've gone to Austin to do, I usually travel to do triathlon and, you know, it's always like we get there and I'm like panicking. I have to find a bike shop to put my bike together because I don't trust myself to put my bike together. You know, all things like that. Or, you know, where are we going to eat? Or, you know, and I end up just staying in the hotel room because <laughs> huh. well, we... I'm like, too much, it's too much stress. It's like you take that stress away.
1: Yeah. And I think the, one of the big things and if you if you look at whether it's the marathons we go to or the cycling events or the triathlons like Roth we go every year right so the team's experienced we know what what works we know what doesn't work right. and you know you, you you take those learnings every wow. year so if you look at Roth in particular um we offer people different durations of how long they want to be there in germany right. That's but great. we always get them to come in quite a few days in advance because Roth's quite technical. We want to do a bit of a recce of the swim. We want to do a recce of the marathon route. We want to do a recce of the actual ride itself. Um,
0: That's great that you do that. So you do like race recon too. That's awesome.
1: And we do it with the, we explain to the customers, look, this is what you guys must do and give them lots of advice um, and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I, rem- I remember one of the first New York marathons I was at, listening to one of our reps tell the customers you know what to look out for. Right. She said, biggest thing you need to do in New York marathon is the f- first couple of miles, going over the bridge, keep looking down because as you start and everybody's throwing the clothes off and the last yep. thing you want to do is trip over somebody's sweater and you fall and hurt yourself. Yeah. And it's those little gems that our team, can tell people you know we we've all either ran marathons or ran or ridden cycle races or done triathlon so all of the team yeah understand what's needed to do that
0: right it's like really great to have that as a resource that you guys have been there done it so many times you know it in and out and you can guide athletes even if they've done a couple of races before, like if it's their first time doing this race as a destination, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, also a lot of it's got to do with, say, even the hotel selection. Yeah. Because, you know, we we know if you need to be at the start or need to be at the finish for certain events, what works, what doesn't work. You know, with New York, you know, there's no, well, New York and say London marathons, there's no point being at the start. Right. Because you're going to have to bust out there anyway so right. you might as well be near the finish and then you can just walk back close to where the finish line is and then just go straight for a beer
0: yeah what about paris have you done uh, do you guys do anything yeah. in paris
1: yeah so paris because paris is quite a circular route mm-hmm. it, you just need to be sort of near this sort of start finish area yeah. such right in the center of town
0: I feel like the Champs-Élysées is like the center of nightclubs oh. in Paris, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I was <laughs> looking for <laughs> hotels, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a little close to like Georgetown.
1: Now, we, we, so we, we, we've got a two or three hotels that we use in Paris for the marathon weekend. And okay. We're just off the Champs-Élysées yeah. um, because that is the best place to be that weekend. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, one of the other great things about, you know, especially when you've got a marathon taking place in the center of a big city, you've got so many runners, friends and family. So you have these huge marathon groups moving around. It's like here in New York. Paris um, is, yeah. You know, with New York, you've got massive groups of French runners or you get massive groups of German runners or Italian runners all this week in the center of town. You know, they're all queuing up outside restaurants to go and at night and all sorts of stuff. So the, the place is buzzing. Yeah. All week. It's just fantastic.
0: Yeah. It's like marathon week in New York is not just for runners.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 And
0: so it's like that in Paris too.
1: Not as much. Okay. A little bit less. Because you know
0: Paris. Paris, it's Paris.
1: has got a yeah, lot so many other distractions to Paris. Whereas New York New York of to me Yeah. New York of all the big marathons has this sort of ability to stretch the party and across like four the or five city. days yeah.
0: <laughs> i felt like i went to boston for the first time i didn't race but i went to spectate last year and i loved that it was like a block party it was like one long block of yeah. every single store and every single brand had events going on you know the expo wasn't as great but um like this expo is awesome here in the Javits Center. But in Boston it was a little bit less uh the energy was different, that's all. But yeah. it's also Boston. So Yeah, I think
1: Boston Boston's got its own characteristics and, you know, I think that the finish is obviously one of the most iconic yes. Yes. finishes. And we had an event, um so we always have a big group in Boston with us every year. And remember last year on the Friday night we had a guest appearance from one of the marathon winners in the, um, seventies, Andy. And he said to the group, if you really want to enjoy Boston Marathon, the best thing to do is start run until you get to the end of Boylston Street, mm-hmm. and then walk. Well, the last six, 700 meters. Soak the atmosphere in. Yeah. Because everybody will be cheering for you and, I thought, you know, it's such a great thing to do. It's something most runners would never consider. I know, especially if they're doing Boston, they're there to PR. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. But I thought thought it was a great observation.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, as somebody who lives in New York, I've been going up to the Cape in Boston my whole life. So watching the race, especially from, we watched from Wellesley, it was really fun. It was pouring rain. (sighs) But whatever, you know, like that was probably nice because, you know, when you're doing a marathon, it gets really hot. And it's, like, welcome sometimes, the rain.
1: Yeah, although some of the rain that Boston's had in the last few years has been a bit torrential, <laughs> frankly, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> well, I actually, I I mean, yes, it has been. I haven't been there every year, but even spectating in the rain, I was, like, crazy. And a lot of people, some people I had on my podcast, some people on the panel last night that we did an event at Mile High Run Club were talking about Berlin also. And they were talking about the water stations. And these are just, like, I don't know, these are things I don't really think about, like. I don't know why, because I guess you know I do a lot of races in New York, and everything is like highly catered here and super like top notch you know, and then you go somewhere else in the world, and it's not the same. It could be this I mean it's different everywhere
1: yeah you you you're right no all you know again this is this is one of the advantages of if you travel the travel with the travel company that knows right. what they're doing, yes, then you they understand the events. And they understand if the event has a deficiency that needs supplementing. So we, certainly on the cycling side, there are some events we're involved with that we actually put in a parallel operation for our own customers. So that particular point about water stations, nutrition stops, we know that on some of the larger and longer cycling one-day events that some of the water stops can be a bit busy. So what we do is we have some secret stops that we have Ooh, like that. water, energy drinks, gels, bars, bananas, set aside for our customers. And we tell the customers the secret locations of where these are, uh-huh. give them you know, wristbands so that they know, where? You know, we know that they're our customers. Yeah. And that way, they're taken care of and the number of times that customers after the event have turned around and go, Oh my God, I can't believe you guys did this for us. It was amazing. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Cause we know it happens all the time. So that's why we do what we do. We're good at it.
0: That's great. So now just kind of like, you know, for people who want to do certain races, you also have bibs for certain races, right? So because you're a travel company, you are, able, and because you're at the expo, it sort of comes with the package so if somebody wants to do a race and they didn't necessarily get in if they book with you and go on one of your tours they they would get in
1: Yeah, that, how that, does that work yeah that, that's right so there's a number of races um, especially the high demand ones that are really hard to get into so you know you look at like London Marathon it's so hard to get into London, Tokyo etc um, even the tap the tour um, so we agree with the event organizers in advance how many entries we want or they're willing to supply right, to us. Right, depending on the organization. And we then package them up for our customers and make them available. Now, some of the really high demand ones, and you know, you are looking at things like Tokyo and London, yeah. what we have to do is prioritize our best customers. So those people that have traveled with us in the past yeah yeah so if you're a member of the seven continents club and you you your gold status then you've got a pretty good chance of maybe getting into london or getting into tokyo with this um whereas if you've never traveled with this before you're probably going to be looking at like 2045 before there's a chance of getting in
0: so that's i mean i totally understand i mean it's you know, it's so hard to get into some of these races, which is such a, a nice thing, right? Because that means just more people are trying to run and stay healthy and fit. When you talk about these clubs, so it sounds like you have a really big community of athletes that are dialed into your company. Do you provide other stuff besides just travel in terms of, like, do you provide content or yeah, any kind of yeah. other stuff for your community yeah, so Community we, when they're not with you traveling?
1: Yeah, so we, we, we do. So we, we like to give people, obviously, Trading tips as well right and you know you can't treat all customers with the same because Uh you know if you look at their runners we've got runners who just do halves and frequently or we've got marathon runners who you know will run virtually every week you know we've got some customers that have done over 500 marathons right which is crazy really is crazy it is crazy um so you know and Travel is quite an intangible thing. When you buy a travel package, you're not receiving it in a box or anything right. like that. Right. You know, you, you experience it at some point in the future. Right. So to try and increase the tangibility as such or the feel of it, we need to communicate with our customers on a regular basis. Right. So, you know, we'll be giving them training tips about you know, what they should be doing in January for the ETAP tour taking place in July. Um and th- there's there's always a lot of things you need to be telling them anyway. Like, of so, you know, in certain countries, you might need a medical certificate to run. Right. Oh, so that you know, me. Yeah. You have to, yeah, exactly. So Paris. There you go. Reminded. Thank you. <laughs> um, so there's all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But also, you know, you you know, with with a lot of a lot of the runners and cyclists, they want to know what's next. Yeah.
0: So, like, what should <clears> I do after this race? Yeah,
1: and but they won't. They might not book it until they've completed that next race. Also, looking at timings, yeah, um, you know, if you look at say with Sydney Marathon possibly being a major in 2025, mm-hmm. the runners might be thinking, right, okay, I want to run that 25. So what will I run 24? So we need to give those runners ideas of what they should be running in 25 right. if so they've it'd... got a Sydney plan for 20 uh, for 24 the year after.
0: Yeah, so you help them with their strategy for racing. I usually do that in January. I pick all my races. <laughs> it's very exciting. I'm, I actually kind of already did it now, though. So what's next for you now that you're back from this big cycling adventure? You know, what are you, what's your next, like, big
1: cycling oh, adventure? Oh, good question, actually. I'm I, 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 I I'm a bit like you, really. I sort of get through the winter and kind of think, right, what shall I do next? Yeah. Um, but I've, I've just, I actually have just got back into mountain biking. Okay. In the last 12 months or so. And I did do a, an event in Wales um, about four or five weeks back. And I, I just loved it. It was great. It was five hour event, absolutely super fun. So I think over the winter, I'll be doing some mountain biking events, which will be really muddy and cold i was
0: gonna say do you have a temperature barrier that you'll go out in or you ride
1: no no one of my one of my most favorite things on my mountain bike yeah. is actually riding in snow
0: okay like yeah. do you do I fat tires it. also or
1: no just um just the ones that i've just yeah, the just normal a mountain 29 bike inch yeah. wheels that i've got um but i love it absolutely love it and everybody just looks at you thinking you're absolutely mad going out in it but it's it's just so much fun because you can't do it every day of the week.
0: Right. That's kind of year. like skiing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going out, it's freezing. Yeah. You might fall and be in the snow. Yeah. Probably not. But
1: No, you, you do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. But at least if you do fall in the snow, it's it's a soft landing. That's it's true. a cold, wet landing, but it's soft. Yeah. So it's uh...
0: Yeah, no, for me I think I think it's forty degrees.
1: <laughs> I'm good after that. Like
0: i don't know i have all the gear all the warm gear but i sort of like the wind in like on the west side highway in new york like where i ride it gets it gets big in the winter so i switch to running so i i train seasonally for sports so i don't overdo any one sport and i try to do as little swimming as possible so it's really like running cycling and running and cycling one of
1: the best things to come out of covid yeah. Is actually all the indoor cycling, virtual yeah, cycling. Yeah, I love
0: indoor cycling.
1: Because it it was in existence and you know, if yes. I go back
0: like trainer road back in the day.
1: Yeah. And even, you or, know, if I go back to when I was, you know, a kid on, yeah. being in the garage on the turbo trainer, you yes. would do. Um but now it's so much more entertaining and you know, whether you're using Zwift or whether you're using Be Cool, yeah. Um, then it enables you to get out on, you know, do the virtual stuff. Next day, if it's nice, oh, yeah. I'll go out on the roads. And you can keep, I think you can keep cycling better now throughout the year. Yeah. Which is fantastic.
0: That's good to hear because you're a hardcore cyclist. Mm. So you're training indoors. A lot of some hardcore cyclists I know still are like not interested in being indoors. And I'm just like, you're going to be, I'm going to be faster than you this summer.
1: I actually did quite a bit of training for my Tenerife trip. Okay. On Be Cool because it's got the videos of the oh, roads in Tenerife. I don't know so Be I was, cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, so I was able to actually, you know, be doing those same roads, the gradients, the toughness of it, and all that. Yeah. And it, it, it was super. It really was super.
0: Now, are you on a Wahoo or which kind of trainer do you use? Uh, elite. Elite? And I'm not yeah. familiar with that one. Uh, Italian. Okay.
1: Yeah, it has to go, yeah, it's Italian trainer It has to go with the Italian. Come oh, now, okay. Easy, it's like, it has to go.
0: Are you wearing like Italian shoes too, like CD or? Yeah. CD. Is it? Do you like CD? <laughs> yeah, I love those shoes. <laughs> I wish they made my size, like more variety in my size. Back to business, right, and the evolution of your company. So you started with Tom and the marathon in New York City, and now you're doing everything, triathlon, cycling, running. What's something that is on your vision board?
1: Wow, well, what we want to do... <sighs> We want to do new events and create new events. So for 24, we've actually got a new Arctic Marathon coming. Oh, wow. So it's a similar sort of principle as what we do with Antarctic. So we have a ship that we use, um, and we're doing the same there. So we're taking the ship, um, and it'll be sort of going around Iceland and, and Greenland. So we charter a ship and organize a marathon for that start, starting point within the trip itself and then do some, you know, other excursions as the week goes on. So we're expecting that to be a massive success. That's going to be sort of late August, early September in 24. Um, so we have that, and then we've got the Madagascar Marathon coming back next year too, which hasn't happened since pre-COVID as well. And, you know, this is where you get some of those challenges, not not just from a demand point of view, but from infrastructure. So you're relying on having enough aircraft in that part of the world to be able to facilitate the customers and things like that. So that comes back next summer. And we're then looking at new options for 25 onwards. So, you know, we we want to develop more of the events, our own events too, that give people once in a lifetime experiences so the sort of destinations you would only go to once in your life but you can run a marathon there then you can experience the culture and engage with the local community and, you know we do a there's a, a marathon we're involved with in Kenya um, amazing Maasai marathon where we we give back to local community and we help local girls in terms of their education things like that so we're you know, we're very conscious of our engagement with the local community.
0: That's it's great. It's important. And that's why you're welcome. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Because when you go into a place like that and cause all kinds of chaos, they don't want you back.
1: You're absolutely right, yes. we know right. yes. Keep brands
0: that have done that. So that's really amazing. Do you get to go on all these trips or do you, like, which ones do you go on personally? Or?
1: You know, from a business perspective, point of view I tend to be on le- a lot less trips okay. um, you know the ones the trips I tend to go on are ones which maybe there's there's more corporate activity more meetings that need to be have so New York's very important that the whole of the you know global running community is kind of here this weekend or this week so I have lots of meetings with different event organizers different brands other travel companies hotel suppliers etc etc then we we have teams who deliver the events for us around the world um and those guys are so experienced so you know we we have some of the team who might be on the road for five or six weeks at a time right they'll be going from you know if you look over the last few weeks um we've had some of the team went to sydney from sydney they went to berlin from berlin and they went to patagonia and then from Patagonia went to Cape Town, and then from there might have gone to Dublin. And from Dublin, Dublin was last week, and now we've got New York this week. Next week we've got Athens. Okay, it's,
0: so you have people like on the road yeah, all the time traveling, yeah. and you just go for the bike trip. <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely>, <laughs> I'm teasing. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it sounds like a really great concept.
1: I think one of the yeah one of the big things about what we do is in sports travel is that people are short of time. As much as you know, have the money to spend on trips, yeah. Right. And you know, you want to get the most out of your free time if you can. Right. So I think we help people with you know making the most of that. Because if you're a runner, you want to run regularly. If you're a cyclist, you want to cycle regularly. And you know we're kind of helping people do that but also making the dreams come true at the same time yeah you know for someone you know on say on sunday we'll we'll have quite a few runners who've never ran a marathon
0: oh do you have a how many runners do you have here this weekend we've
1: got best part of three four hundred with us this weekend yeah okay so you know those runners many will be first-timers they'll be petrified, some of them going to the start because they don't know what to expect right. especially when you've got 50,000 runners there but when they get to the finish line, you know, they'll be so late at having achieved the first marathon Yeah. and, you know, it's I remember when I did my first one mm. I wasn't quite sure well, am I going to do this, I'm going to not and what helped me was two days before, it was a London marathon two days before in one of the talks Jeff Whiteman, who's one of the, the announcers there, he said, "Right, of everybody who gets to the start line, ninety-nine point five percent of you will get to the finish line." I thought, "Oh, in that case, <laughs> my chances are pretty good then." And That's that, that awesome. made all the difference to me. Yeah. So you know, hopefully, every well, the majority of people will get to the finish line. It's also. supposed to be nice out. Looks all right. Weather looks like good. Like the sixty it? degrees
0: is a good number. It's yeah. a little warm, but yeah. Uh, Hopefully
1: not as warm as last year. Last year was a little bit too warm. No, that was the
0: first time I think that it's been that warm in New York in years. But yeah, the other thing I will say, when I did the marathon for the first time in New York, my music went out. For the first three miles, I could not get my (laughs) Wi-Fi. And that happened to me a couple times on the course. And I was so upset. It totally derailed me. Because I love music, but then I got into like the vibe of the crowds and everything, and yeah. I got over well,
1: it. Well, I, I, I was just thinking about because remember when I did it, um, 2019, when I ran. That York. was the year I did
0: it, right? Yeah.
1: So when I did it, when I got across the bridge, and into Brooklyn, and everybody sitting outside the houses with the big speakers blaring, yeah, totally, <laughs> it was it was amazing. It yeah. was absolutely fantastic. And then, like you say, the crowds, the noise, the cheering—it's amazing. Um, Oh, You know, somebody said to me again, you know, years back when I ran my first one, get your name on your vest.
0: Yes, that's so important.
1: That piece of advice was brilliant because you get that encouragement the whole way yeah. around from people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the kids are high-fiving you or they're giving you sweets as you're going past. Or, you know, in some cases, somebody's offering yeah. you their beer bottle. Totally. And it's so tempting. Yeah. But, you know, I'll wait to the end. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's a great it's a great race. I'm excited to do it again next year. Yeah. Um, well, this has been super awesome. And everybody can connect with you. There's three companies under your umbrella. Yeah. But what is the main website?
1: The main website is DestinationSportExperiences.com. However, everybody will know us better as either MarathonTours.com Marathon. yeah. or sportifbreaks.com or TryTravel.global
0: you can either go to Destination Sports Experiences or all the other companies. Yeah. And we'll put links to it in the show notes. But this has been super great. It's
1: been lovely to meet you. Thank
0: you for coming on the podcast and Not spending your all. afternoon. You're welcome, Marnie. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram.